This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 387 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-hosts, the experts, Mr. Marquis. Marcellus Reagan. Hey, happy new year, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment, so we call in the big guns from the Gorilla Brain podcast, Mr. 8-Bit Ray. Yeah, you wanted the best. Well, she couldn't be here, so you get me. <laughs> so I hope I live up to the angry Virginian stigma that Aubrey puts out every single week here on the So Wizard podcast. You can try your best. We'll see. Big britches to fill, my friend. Big britches to fill. But you, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got a little bit of news to discuss, including a new trailer for The Batman. And then we've got our review of the full season of Hawkeye from Disney+. Plus. The latest chapter in the MCU, we'll have to see what we all think about it. But before we get into that, Mr. 8-Bit Ray, it is great to have you back on the show. We have not had you since the Craft colon, Legacy <laughs> and <laughs> the uh, the uh, greatest film of, what was it, 2020? Was it 2020? I don't remember what year it was. <laughs> We're coming up on eight years this year, and I like think about, oh, yeah, I remember watching that. And then I look back at the list, and I'm like, oh, crap, that was like 2018 when that came out? What? what? I'm a mess. So it's great to have you back. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can hear more of you on the Gorilla Brain podcast? Well, you can catch the Gorilla Brain podcast on any podcasting platform that's out there. Uh, you can catch it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, you know, anything you need, anything podcaster out there, it's out there. Uh, yeah, you can uh, also catch me on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod. You can catch me on Instagram at Gorilla Brain Podcast. And uh, yeah, uh, posting daily. So come enjoy the chaos. Awesome. Well, it is great to have you back. How was your New Year's? Uh, it was COVID ridden. Yeah, I spent, you yeah. yeah, I spent New Year's COVID it up. So isolation, which I don't mind because I don't usually do big parties anyway. But, Mm -hmm. you know, so I had the Kobe's nothing serious. I'm fully vaccinated. Not that that's a thing, but um, all I had was slight headaches and a little bit of diarrhea. And that's about it. I got over it. Fantastic. I am Kobe free. (laughs) According to the CDC, I am Kobe free. So (laughs) so here I am spreading the love instead of the Kobe's. (laughs) Kobe free is the way to be. That's what that's I right. That should be a shirt. Somebody patent that real quick. Coming soon to Tea Public. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have you here. We're glad you survived COVID. Mark Ellis Regans, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had a good New Year's. I didn't really do anything super amazing. I was trying to like squeeze in like the last few movies on my letterbox, you know, get my uh, movies of a uh, 
2021, like super high up. But New Year's Eve, man, I was like, I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going anywhere. I'm not watching anything. I'm just going to just drink and just <laughs> wait for the ball to drop. So uh, Alone. <laughs> I was not alone. I was with uh, 10,000 other K-pop fans as we uh, watched the online concert. So okay. it was okay. really That's alone. good. That's good. All right. But uh, All my, right. my letterbox kind of, it, it took a hit at the end of the year. But uh, I'm going to get it back <laughs> this year. That's because you had the Matrix Revolu- uh, Resurrections on it. That's why it took the hit. <laughs> no, it's because I'm I'm lazy. I'm lazy, but I'm I'm making up for it. This this year, this is the year, 2022. <laughs> letterbox is going to be long and strong. Damn it! All right. Well, it's it's good to hear your letterbox is going to be down to get the friction on. <laughs> ah, you you stole it from me. I was gonna. Oh, that was so good. That was the setup. setup. That was the setup. Yeah. Joey- the meatball coming across the plate <laughs> towards me. <laughs> Joey, how was your New Year's, dude? Oh, my God, dude. So normally myself and my wife will pawn the kids off somewhere. Smart move. And, you know, we'll go out or we'll in recent years we'll get takeout and sit home and watch Netflix or something. Um, it kind of was a tradition because we both worked in retail for a long time. And if you've worked in retail, you understand during the holidays, you know, I would kiss each other on the cheek uh, after Thanksgiving and I'll, I'll see you <laughs> in January. Um so it kind of became our tradition to hang out alone on New Year's Eve because it was our first time really getting to see each other in about a month and a half. So this year we didn't really want to pawn the kids off anywhere and they're getting older. So it's harder to pawn them off places. So we had a spread that my daughter made that she put out. It was all like meats and cheeses and all sorts of shit. And then um, we just hung out at home and we just watched movies <laughs> so we watched Jean-Claude Van Damme is the quest. Ah, good times. <laughs> um, it was like, it's a meme for me and my wife, uh, for a long time. I thought she had seen it and I thought that was really weird, but first I just thought she had seen this movie. I don't know why, but it turns out she had seen legends of the fall and I had mistaken that for the quest. <laughs> I don't How know. Was that even related? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, for some reason I thought they were like, the same movie or something. Did so, they try to steal a golden dragon with an air balloon in Legends it, of the Fall? It was a Zeppelin, okay. Okay. Um, we just, for years, I thought she had seen it. And finally, I just asked her one day. She's like, I've never seen that movie. And so it was this huge meme in our relationship for a while. So this Christmas, I bought it for her on Blu-ray as a joke. And we had both never seen it. So we watched it and it was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Frank Dukes, man, if, if the boxer Frank Dukes would have gotten into that tournament, he would have gotten his ass kicked in the first round because you see him fight in the in the in the movie. He gets into a tiny little scuffle and he gets his ass kicked. Any of those other guys would have killed He also him. made up like all that shit like blood sport and this were supposed to be based on his life. It was all fucking made up. <laughs> oh, yeah, because nobody really kept records like that back. Yeah, then. it was, the, it was, the, 90s. You know, it was yeah. the early 90s. It was a little different, but. Yeah, I mean, this was directed by Jean-Claude Van Damme, written by Jean-Claude Van Damme, and starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, and it's god-awful. I enjoyed it as a bad movie, but man, I felt bad my wife like was watching it with me. Not as bad as I felt making you guys watch Christy Santa's first female <laughs> reindeer, but I felt pretty bad. <laughs> I never... Yeah, we watched The Ball Drop, and uh, we watched, uh, it was ABC or NBC, one of those channels, uh, the Rockin' New Year, R-O-C-K. I in apostrophe New Year. The letter G is not happening. Is that a it pronoun? Was yeah, I guess so. It was terrible. Oh. Uh, it was. Uh, 
I, I said it on Twitter, but nothing will ever make you feel older than seeing today's hottest artists on Rockin' New Year. <laughs> is, is that the one where Miley Cyrus' top came off? No, that was uh, a different channel. We watched uh, uh, the one on, I think it was Ryan Seacrest and like uh, some girl from YouTube or something. It used to be Jenny McCarthy, but I guess like she's all anti-vax and so they wouldn't let her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Plus she looks like she's made out of wax these days, so they probably didn't want her to melt. But yeah, I mean, it was terrible. Um, the ja Rule performed for some reason. <laughs> Oh, holla, holla. <laughs> ja Rule and Ashante performed for some reason. So at least there was one person I knew who they were and uh, Journey at the end of the night. So Wow. Uh, whatever. So the you second the ball hit the ground, we were all in bed. I was just thinking about this. They should get Ja Rule back to take the Rock's place because the, uh, Ja Rule was in the first Fast and the Furious. They should totally <laughs> get him to come back and be like, Monica! Did his character die or anything? No, no. he just lost the race and he lost the booty. Yeah, Ludacris took his role. That's, that's pretty much what happened. Oh, they can bring him back for fast 10-year seatbelts. Exactly. Holla. But enough about us. Let's talk about us, Marcellus Reagans. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Your Podcast? All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the So Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcasting Network. Back to you, Joey. There was doo-doo of feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling, and it stunk so bad. I heard someone, wa- I heard someone wanted to talk about the Matrix. That's why I put that up there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens in the modal that uh, <laughs> Neo made, the doo-doo feces modal. All right. Well, the march to episode 400 continues, Marcellus. So let's get it started. Let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, there was uh, another trailer that dropped this week for the upcoming Matt Reeves, The Batman. Uh, second trailer, a little bit longer, a little bit more footage. A little bit more of the Riddler. They don't really show that much of the story, but we got uh, some more details about this movie. Uh, it is coming out on March 4th, and they did release that it's going to be on HBO Max in April. So, you know, 
if uh, this pandemic is still going crazy in March and you don't want to go to the theaters, then, you know, just hang out at home. Wait till April. Uh, and you should be able to check it out at home. But uh, what did you guys think of this trailer? Let's start with our guest, 8-Bit Ray. I have been saying this since the day that I saw the logo for Batman. I said, this is going to be the Batman. And now it's, it's you know, it's definitely the Batman. They put it. Well, I mean, that's, that's the title that. of it. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get that. But <laughs> not a Batman. The, the Taha Batman. Now, I've been saying it's going to be the definitive Batman. Best thing since the Dark Knight, honestly. And no one believed me. And we've done shows, Joey. We've talked about it, you know, and you know, well, you didn't know at the time, but I think after watching this trailer, you know now that this is going to be something special. And I'm just glad to be proven right. <laughs> well, the movie's not out yet, so we'll, we're going to hold on. I have it. full faith in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in full atonement for my dismissal of Heath Ledger as the Joker. Okay. And so when they said Robert Pattinson is Batman, I was like, I'm on board. Fuck it. Edward in my movie. I don't care. So I'm, I'm sticking to my guns and I'm telling you now it's going to be the Batman movie. Nice. I think it might even it might even combat Batman Returns. Maybe. I don't know. Oof. But <laughs> I, I, I like that they don't give away too much about the Riddler and, or too much really about the story. But the the Batman Catwoman aspect is perfect. Batman is a detective in this movie. Perfect. I mean, it has action, explosions, everything you would need. I, what more do you need? What what more would you need from the trailer, Joey? I need uh, Jaden Smith on the soundtrack saying <laughs> "Batman, Batman, Batman, Batman." Oh man, this trailer looks good. Um, let's just get this out of the way right off the bat. Uh, your front runner for Woman Crush of the Year 2022 is Zoe Kravitz. Good lord, are you gonna go my way? Whew. Mark Hallis, is she not like 11 out of 10 hot? She started, yeah, she's been getting hotter like every year. She And the thing I like <laughs> about her is that she she gets into, uh, she's very geek friendly. You know what I mean? Between like Mad Max and X-Men, like, you know, if there's like uh, some kind of nerds around, she's there looking looking hot. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking she's looking pretty good. Yeah, she's definitely, in my mind at least, uh, in January 3rd, 2022, <laughs> she's the front runner <laughs> for the year. Uh, she looks great. <sighs> enough about that the movie itself i mean everything looks right everything looks good uh my only concern really is it doesn't look like a four quadrant crowd pleaser uh it might just be a tad too dark for the kids if you know what i'm saying hopefully that won't be that big a deal i think there's a good balance that you can strike when making those types of movies i feel like anything further out than dark night is just a little too much but, you know, here's hoping. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I think everyone looks good in the movie. The Batman outfit looks good. The Batmobile looks good. Everything looks right. Uh, Pattinson looks good as Bruce Wayne. I don't have any problems there, even though, you know, we all kind of chuckled and made Twilight jokes when it was announced. But I think he's gone way past that at this point. So I think the only person left from Twilight that hasn't shaken off the stink of Twilight is the werewolf kid. Right. I think he's given up acting like altogether. Yep. And maybe the weird CGI baby from later on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it it looks cool. Obviously, we're going to watch it for the podcast. Uh, Man, it looks a little dark for me. It just looks a little dark, but we'll see. We'll see. Everything looks cool. So again, all in, nothing. Are you going to go to the theater or are you going to HBO Max? Okay. Of course, I'm going to go to the theater. Come on, bro. It's Batman. (laughs) 
We've been going to the theater since like the second it reopened every single time. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the thing that I'm most excited about is Matt Reeves as a director. Uh, I, I really enjoyed most of his other movies. Um, I'm really interested to see his take on this. It, like visually, like you said, Joey, it looks really dark and it feels like all of the Batman stories that we've gotten so far have all been dark Batman. So, you know, in a world where the MCU is just kicking ass in the comic book movie realm for our parents to be like, yeah, I'm going to bring my kids to go see Batman. And it's another deep, dark Batman story. I don't know how that's going to play, but I have a lot of faith in Matt Reeves. So I'm hoping this is going to be really good for him. I'm excited. I just, like I said, uh, I just gives me a little worry, a little worry might be a little too dark, but that's okay. That's all right. That's what Batman does. Batman is dark. Well, we haven't crossed that threshold yet either. Like, you know, you've, you've had bright, colorful you know, Batman from me, uh, from returns and, uh, forever. You know, you've had the, that was Adam a long West time Batman, ago, bro. The campy. I know what it is, Joey, but we haven't gone totally dark yet. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. All right. So Batman meets Saul. When did Batman <laughs> and Robin come out? 98. Uh, probably like 95, 96. 1997. Oh, I'm thinking of Batman <laughs> Forever. So I was 20 years old. That was 25 years ago. It's the last time we saw anything resembling a happy Batman on screen. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, it's okay. I know that movie cut a lot of people deep, but it's okay for <laughs> yeah. Batman to have fun. I don't know. Seriously. Kristen Bale was pretty happy kicking ass as Batman. I think that made him happy. We I'm just, not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> we just have to get to a point where there's a Batman movie that features a Robin or that a, a regular Robin shows up. That's not Chris O'Donnell. I think once it's we not, get to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> not being Robin until oh the very God. end. And it was in his name. It wasn't even like he wasn't the character Robin. He had no traits at all. He wasn't an acrobat. He was just a detective. Had nothing to do with Robin except nope. the name. And that was just to pop the fans, I guess. Maybe. I think it's but, just a weird thing. They don't want this Batman, the Batman, attached to the DCEU. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the director would even have made the movie if he had to. I bet you they will if it succeeds. I bet you they will like base their entire DCEU <laughs> around that. They'll be like, oh, Flashpoint ruined everything. It, it canceled everything. Everything is now revolved around the Batman universe. Uh, either Batman. that or they're going to back the Brinks truck up and get Jacqueen Phoenix back as the Joker oh. in The Batman 2. Joaquin Phoenix. Whoa. Please no. I know he doesn't want to do sequels, but they could pay him enough money that he could make a million terrible art movies for the rest of his life and never think about it again. <laughs> hey, walk the line. Wasn't that bad. Oh, I'm not saying he, the movies he makes are bad. I'm just saying he, if he wants to be all arty farty and make non-commercial movies, an easy way to do that is to make a metric fuck ton of money to come back as the Joker. So he can go make, uh, you know, movies where he falls in love with his cell phone or whatever. For the rest of his life. He was, there's a, a movie called Come On, Come On that was in theaters for like three hours, and I missed it. <laughs> Must <laughs> have been directed by Ridley Scott. Almost. Almost. It was, that uh, wasn't even the title of the movie. They were just trying to tell you to hurry up and get to the theater because it's <laughs> not going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> but it's like, oh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, independent movie. I'm like, all right, I'm interested. Let me go see it. Oh, it's gone. Damn. So 
And you probably ended up having to see something shitty for the podcast that week. (laughs) (laughs) Try to balance it out. That's right. Oh, I missed the movie I wanted to see. I had to watch Christy Santa's first female reindeer instead. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So uh, speaking of the DCEU, it looks like we have to go back. We have to go back. Oh, no. (laughs) Because uh, there was a rumor going around, and I don't know how how much to validate this, but supposedly the new Flash movie, which is done filming, they've already filmed it all, supposedly is going to completely erase everything that was set up in the Snyderverse. So we do know already that uh, it's going to be kind of based on Flashpoint. We know that Michael Keaton is going to make an appearance as Bruce Wayne. We know that Ben Affleck is in there as Batman. Uh, We have uh, a new character as Supergirl. There was a rumor of some other villains from Superman's movies that might make an appearance. But apparently the rumor is that uh, this Flash movie is going to completely erase all of the Snyder movies that came before it. I think it's bullshit. Uh, Joey was the one who really wanted to talk about this story. So, Joey, what (laughs) what have you heard about this? All right. So, first of all, this was originally broken by one of my favorite internet personalities grace randolph (laughs) i know i know i just i she's an absolute whack job but i i just i find her strangely attractive and i like the weird faces she makes (laughs) i know for a soft four out of ten it just doesn't (laughs) for me i don't know what to tell you um so apparently it's going going to erase most of the D- DCEU up until that point, I guess they're going to keep Wonder Woman. They're going to keep Aquaman. Cavill and Affleck are going to be done or erased. You're only going to see Henry Cavill in like footage that like B-roll footage they pulled off the floor from one of the past movies on a TV screen at some point. So they're going to treat him like Sandman and No Way Home. They're going to treat him like fucking Hicks and Alien 3, bro. <laughs> oh, ah, geez. A picture. Uh, yeah, they're going to get rid of Affleck and... Cavill as Supergirl and Batgirl will take over their roles in the DCEU going forward, forming a new Justice League with basically everybody they've already had in Justice League minus Cyborg plus Shazam. Wow, that sounds what a mess. That sounds horrible. Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton is going to be the Nick Fury of the DCEU going forward, and he and Black Canary will allegedly pick the new Batgirl. I don't know what that entails who will then uh, take over as Batman because he in in whatever happens in Flashpoint, he's been Batman the whole time. Uh, I don't know if this erases completely Ben Affleck or just like kills him. I don't know what happens to him, but Keaton has been Batman the whole time since the 89 and uh, Batman returns. So he is now 70 and he is in real life. He's 70 years old. Uh, He needs someone else to be the hero. So they're going to have Batgirl do it. So, So this is the Elfman verse now. That's what I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, if you read Flashpoint, uh, like the whole crux of it was that Professor Zoom went back, fucked up time to mess with Barry. Uh, Barry at the end has to fix everything and he fixes it to the best of his knowledge. But some stuff he fucks up on because he doesn't know everything. Uh, And that's how they were able to reboot things for the uh, DC Comics. The new 52. Right. In some way, because he, you know didn't know everything that was happening. Like, Oh, well, uh, Hawkman. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> He's got wings and a mace. It's all good. Don't worry about it. But I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I'm not going to pretend I'm a huge DCEU fan. Um, 
I do like DC characters. I'd love to see them pull their head out of their ass. I just I don't know what it's going to take at this point. It needs a stop and it needs a restart. I would prefer if everything was growing out of the Batman, but I don't think they're going to go that route. I don't know how much play you get out of a 70 year old Michael Keaton. Like, yes, I'm excited to see him come back in that outfit and everything, but it's only going to last for a movie, half a movie. (laughs) You can't build a universe on a 70 year old Michael Keaton. I don't get it. Um, I I just, I just don't get it. People are not going to want to see Supergirl and Batgirl taking lead roles. They're, they're background characters. I know that's not a fun way to say it, but it's the truth. And, and I don't even know how you have a Supergirl without a Superman around. Uh, sticking Shazam into that role is not going to work. It reminds me, and this this will mean nothing to Mark, but maybe it will mean something to you, Ray. It reminds me of Justice League Detroit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So That's accurate. It, it just <laughs> sounds like it's being set up for disaster. Besides the fact that this movie has been delayed so much that No Way Home has already eaten its lunch. Yeah. And by the time this movie comes out, Marvel will already have done an entire multiverse saga. I don't well, know. I mean, I mean, technically, the Flashpoint is a multiverse thing. I mean, I, I don't know what to think of DC at this point. Like, how good are the drugs there? They must be <laughs> exquisite in the screenwriter's room. The, the executives who are approving this shit. All right. So we're going to have Flash go back and just fuck everything up. And we're going to reboot the universe. The Snyderverse is out. We're done with that shit. Approve, approve, approve. I don't get it. Like everything is just so toxic. It's just such a bad idea. Yeah, like somebody, somebody actually sat down, read the script for Birds of Prey, and said, "Okay, <laughs> stamp it. Put it in the production. Green light. Who? Who? I'm, I'm going to go back and look at the production notes and see who who approved that fucking movie. <laughs> Marcellus like, Reagan's. <sighs> I know you hate spoilers, but what do you think of all this nonsense? Again, like you said, I don't really put a lot of stock into DC, uh, their movies. You know, if they make a good movie, it's like, wow, they actually did it. So, you know, I am I am interested in the fact that there is going to be a Batgirl. Uh, I know they're doing a Batgirl movie that's going to be on HBO Max. And I right, did, HBO Max exclusive. Mm-hmm, and I did hear that or I read that Michael Keaton was going to be in it. So yep. that actually makes sense that she's going to be. You know, she's not going to be Barbara Gordon Batgirl because um, what's his name is in it. Uh, J.K. Simmons is Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon in it. So if she's not going to be Barbara Gordon, it makes sense to make her a Terry McGillis, McGinnis, Terry McGinnis uh, from Batman Beyond. Make it just, you know, a Batman Beyond, but a female version. And I, I'm cool with that. I think that's cool. And a, a young Supergirl who just, you know, completely just wipe away Clark Kent, Daily Planet, all of that stuff. Just get a whole new Supergirl in her. And that's fine. That's fine. I think. On paper, this could be interesting. <laughs> I don't know how the execution is going to be for this. It might be just a huge train wreck. Well, I think the the proof in the pudding is the fact that we're about to talk about a Marvel TV show about a D-list character that's one of the most popular streaming television shows of the year. And DC can't figure out how to get Batman and Superman right. So, <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's the proof in the pudding right there. I, these concepts and ideas would be great. If we were talking about the, well, I hate to say it, but if we were talking about the MCU, the MCU right now doesn't have any of the main Avengers. They're slowly rebuilding the Avengers. We've got young Avengers, dark Avengers coming. We've got all these crazy, weird characters. Dude, fucking Wong is more popular than Superman right now. <laughs> fucking think about that, though. Think about how fucked up 
DC as their universe. How am I they have fucked this universe up when like characters like Wong and Groot, they're all more popular than Superman, than Wonder Woman. <laughs> like they fucked this up. <laughs> I just hope the Batman would be the restart point, but we'll see. You know, this could be really cool and we could be wearing egg on our face. It's not like we're not gonna go see it. Right. So I mean, we're all going to go check it out, but oh, yeah. as of right now, I am not feeling it at all. Ray, are you even remotely interested? Not even close. I'm excited to see Michael Keaton back as the Batman, but other than that, no, I don't. I, I, nobody asked for a Flash movie. Nobody asked for any, really, of these DC properties. Nobody asked for Suicide Squad. Nobody asked for Birds of Prey. But well, here we fair, are. Nobody asked for a Shang-Chi movie either, but here we are. I asked for a Shang-Chi movie. <laughs> you <laughs> asked for a Shang-Chi movie. Yeah. Besides you and me. That's right. I'm still trying to get my Werewolf by Midnight movie. Come on. I'm hoping for Morbius. Come on, Morbius. Werewolf by Night is coming to Disney Plus uh, October 2022. Yep. That's a real thing? That's that a- is. It's going to be a uh, one-shot uh, Halloween special. Yep. Oh, I don't want that. I want a full series. <laughs> I mean, if you approve, if you approve season two of Iron Fist, you can approve this, damn it. <laughs> that was on Netflix. That was not anybody else. <laughs> I don't care. Somebody approved it. That was on Netflix and Jessica Henwick fans. <laughs> but that's it, Markellis. Is that all the news? Yeah, that's everything that's uh, worth talking about this week. All right. Well, that's what the start of the year is. It's a little bit slow, but we got news back on the docket for you. Now we're going to talk about one of the biggest streaming shows of the year. Disney Plus Hawkeye Season 1. We all had a chance to check it out. Before we get into it, just to let you know, there will be no spoilers until Markellis drops the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't finished it or you just want to know what we thought, you can still stick around. When you hear that drop, you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. We're going to talk a little more in depth. Apid Ray, did you watch this in a binge or did you watch it weekly? I watched it weekly. Markellis Ray. Yeah, I definitely watched it weekly. I, I, I've learned to... Uh... To uh, try to get these Disney shows out of the way before Twitter spoils them. <laughs> well, I had a, I had a different motivation actually for doing it. It was uh, because it was Christmas time. I'm trying to get in all these Christmas movies with the family and myself. So to binge a show on December 23rd and it was what <laughs> six episodes, so six hours that yeah. eats up a lot of Christmas time. I can't do that. Yep. So I watched it weekly. Otherwise, I would have just waited and just banged it all out in one day. But since it was around Christmas, ain't couldn't do it. What about you, Joey? Oh, uh, we were weekly. We're we're weekly and all this stuff. Me and the family all watch it together as a as a family. Um, but there's no way for me to do that and run our social media and avoid spoilers in any way, shape, or form. So I just assume I'm going to be spoiled on everything before it happens <laughs> in the show. Well, maybe if you didn't hang out at mculeaks.reddit.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different but i mean on twitter you can log into twitter in the morning so if uh, if it's wednesday morning the episode will drop at 3 a.m and you log on to twitter and the first thing you see is trending uh spoiler 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 like come on like nobody has had time to watch it yet <laughs> yep except the people that stayed up till three in the morning to watch it it's time for that all right but now that we've determined how we have watched the show let us say what we thought about it. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think about the full season of Hawkeye? You know, it had its ups and downs. I will say the third season, I think I might have messaged this to you, Joey. Like the, after the third episode, I'm like, this is probably the best thing that Marvel has done this whole year. Now, granted, keep in mind, this is before Spider-Man came out. Uh, 
But by the sixth episode, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. So it has some ups and downs, but for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I really like the setup and a lot of the things that uh, people complain about, I have no problem with at all. <laughs> all right. 8-Bit Ray. I liked it. It was fine. I mean, I, I hold it on the same level as Winter Soldier and Falcon. I mean, it, it was nothing to brag about. I might watch it every year for a Christmas thing. Like, hey, let's watch some Hawkeye for Christmas. Add it into the list. But it's not anything that blew my mind. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in uh, Disney+. Plus." Well, I mean, Book of Boba Fett wasn't out. But, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, Hawkeye was fine. I appreciate some of the nods, you know, to his background story and things like that. Um, bringing, oh, oh, we'll go into spoilers about characters and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. It, it was entertaining. Uh, very slow start. I was not... Uh, it took about three or four episodes to get going, but once it did, it was great. And I like how they pulled it all together at the end. But yeah, getting getting past them first three episodes, it was like kind of like doing it like an anime. A what? <laughs> Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> to where in anime you have to watch like the first really like 10 to 15 episodes sometimes to really get going into the story. It was kind of like that, but three hours. So yeah. If you can suck it up and get through those first couple episodes where you don't know shit about what's going on and then wait for the payoff because it did pay off and then it brings it all together. It's beautiful, but it's not the best thing that Disney Plus has ever done. Sorry, that title remains at WandaVision. <laughs> well, I, I certainly love WandaVision. I think we've established that on the podcast, but I really liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I like it a lot, but it does have some issues and I think we'll have to get into spoilers to really get into those issues, but I really did like it a lot. I really liked Kate. I liked Hawkeye a lot in this show too. Surprisingly, um, probably my least favorite Avenger in the movies. One of my favorite characters in comics, no doubt, but in the movies, probably one of my least favorite, not for any particular reason, just like, you know, if you're going to pick every, if you have to rank everybody, I mean, every, there's a lot of the other characters that are way cooler. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so, but I, I really liked that they flushed him out in this. I really liked him in this. I think Jeremy Renner is a great actor um, when he's invested. And I thought he did a really good job in this series. I loved Kate Bishop. Uh, I love some of the other characters that came back that we can't talk about yet. I really love one of them. <laughs> um, it was just fun. It was interesting. And, and we'll have to, I, we just got it. We got to spoil it. Marcellus, we got to spoil. So that sounds like three thumbs that are generally up. For you, if you haven't watched Hawkeye yet, or you're lingering on finishing it, you should probably power through. It's only six episodes, so check it out, and you can come back and hear what we thought in spoilers. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> that still cracks me up like 30 years later. <laughs> I look right. forward to those every week that I listen to the show. I look forward to your little sound drops. I'm like, uh, it's spoiler time. And then you play a great clip and I'm, I laugh in my car or whatever I'm doing. And people think I'm crazy. And that's fine. I love it. Keep it up, guys. That's what we're here for, for you and for Kuwait. Only people that care. <laughs> we're, tr oh, we're, right. trend we're trending in Kuwait again. Yeah, we are always trending in Kuwait. We love Kuwait. Oh, yeah. Nah, big ups to Kuwait. That's right. But Marcellus Reagans, what were some things you liked about the show? And you can spoil whatever the hell you want now. Yeah, I really like the Hawkeye and Kate Bishop relationship. They're kind of back and forth. Um, the, the show is kind of set up like a 
almost like a classic buddy cop, Shane Black Christmas type of mo- movie. And I actually really enjoyed it. I loved her like super high enthusiasm to be a superhero and him just going, oh my God, this kid, I just got to clear her up and get the hell home. So I really liked the back and forth between them two. I know a lot of people didn't like Kate Bishop. I thought she was annoying. I thought she was hilarious. And Haley Steinfeld is just a fantastic actress. So I thought she did a really good job. Episode three, like I said, is probably my favorite episode out of I want to say like maybe out of all of the Marvel TV shows that they've had so far this year, I had so much fun with that episode of them like escaping the OKB toys, uh, <laughs> which was hilarious. Them like in the the car chase, the like one shot beginning of the car chase, uh, them introducing Echo and how um, Hawkeye's being deaf, how that kind of ties into her. Yeah, and I, I like the way, I just like the whole Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, back and forth. The pizza dog I thought was great. Um, some of the some of the elements of the story is what I didn't like, but for the most part, I loved their chemistry together. Awesome. 8-Bit Ray, give us some things you liked about Hawkeye Season 1. I absolutely adored the Pym Arrow yes. uh, in Episode 3, the one Mark was just talking about with the chase, how he just shot that arrow and it dropped right on that car. I loved it. That whole chase scene was great. I thought it was shot incredible. Um, they were definitely doing a lot of uh, window and window, uh, window and window passing camera angles and things like that. It was really, really well shot. Yep, much, much appreciated for that. But that was the first time that the show actually got going was in that episode. So I was invested after that. I appreciated that they paid off Ronan. Like, um, yeah, that same episode in more uh, Avengers Endgame. How you had like a flashback of Ronan, but you really didn't get the full gist of what he was doing or what he was all about. In in a way, they kind of tied it in, and I thought that was a nice little payoff. So it wasn't just like a one and done in Endgame. Like, hey, this is what Hawkeye's been up to. Yeah, he's got a new haircut and a sword. It's so cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what else? Uh, of course, you know we're going to talk about it. Spoilers, right? We're in spoilers. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin. Hello. Everything like. Daredevil hinted in the very first season that they were connected to the Marvel Universe. And then this one kind of just brought it all and confirmed it. Like, hey, Kingpin, and then you get Daredevil in No Way Home. Sorry, spoiler, if you haven't seen that. If you haven't seen that at this point, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's saying, hey, this is all connected. It's what they said in the very beginning. So I appreciated that a lot. And um, the action in the last episode with all the trick arrows and things like that was superb. I loved everything about that. Yeah, so that's what we thought about it, Joy. What about you? What I, I already know who your favorite character was that came back in this. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, I, I can't believe what you said, Markel. So anybody would not like Kate Bishop in the show. Like, obviously, one of my favorite characters in comics from the last like 10, 15 years. But my God, like she was awesome in this. She was literally walked out of the fucking comic. Like, just perfect, perfect. I have. She is like the most natural looking person. Like she's not like um like a black widow, how she looks like a doll. You know, yeah. uh Wanda Wanda looks like a doll. Sorry, Joey, but she looks like a doll. <laughs> but she she looks natural. Like she has natural curves. You know, her hair looks natural. Everything looks natural about her. I can really appreciate that. Yeah, she was great in this. She was great in fucking Bumblebee. I think she's just a great actress, and and she embodies Kate Bishop. She is Kate Bishop walked out of a comic book onto your television screen, so it was perfect. Um, I really liked Hawkeye in this. I loved his attitude. 
I love that he couldn't see, he was almost seemed put out by having to be in an adventure. Yep. <laughs> it was, it was great. I really liked him in this. They really did a great job of fleshing him out. Uh, anytime we get his wife on screen, because uh, she was in the Scooby-Doo movies as uh, <laughs> Velma, and she still got it, bro. <laughs> I would be trying to get home, too, let me tell you. But it, it's it was just great, man. The action was great. I loved the tracksuit mafia. Those guys were hilarious. Yeah, the, thought, re- the relationship advice that Kate was giving the entire oh, time. God. Yes, with Imagine Dragons. <laughs> yeah. She that loved was, it. <laughs> that was great. That was great. But... It just had a really good quirky sense of humor. It was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I love, love, love Yelena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love that actress. And I love the character. I thought she was great in this. Her and Kate have a great chemistry together. It was hilarious. There were some great fight scenes. I just had a lot of fun with the show. I enjoyed that it was a very grounded series. Like, this happening when it's happening and how it's happening could have happened like three blocks away from something completely different happening in the universe. And it would never have impacted because it, <laughs> it was so low key. It was, it was good that way. And I know I've complained about that a little bit with MCU this year, because a lot of it feels disjointed and like, there's not a main storyline or a main through line. Well, they're starting is to be now with the multiverse stuff, but it really felt for a while. Like there was no main through line through it. So now turn around and say I loved that about this is weird, but I did. I do love that street level stuff. So I, I just and I just enjoyed the show. It was a fun watch. But Marcellus Reagans, what didn't you like about this show? There was a, a couple of like kind of nitpicky things. Like his sword was all of a sudden like a lightsaber in this show. Like it, it like you know extracted out of the handle and then compacted into the handle. And I'm like I saw. Avengers, that sword was like a, that was a regular sword. Like there was no magic involved in that or whatever it is. So I was hoping they were going to explain that. They never did. Jack, the swordsman, I was like wondering what his story was. There was no story. (laughs) He's just, (laughs) he's just a a, a really nice guy who loves uh, Kate's mom. Sword play. Yeah. And swords and got to use his sword at the end of the end of the show. So he's like. Hey man, out in New know, York, Kate's mom can kind of get it Dude. though. You know, <laughs> I've always loved her. I knew she was. The I'm bad about guy. to start conjuring up some action. Here. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that they casted her as Kate's mom, I'm like, there's no way she is not the villain. She's too good of an actress for for them to get her and have her not have a bigger role. So that payoff was expected, but I was hoping it would be a little bit more. There'd be a little bit more emotional heft to it. You know, she like hits Kingpin with the car and then. She gets arrested, and that's it. The end. Yeah, that's it's kind of a letdown. You know, um, you know, you're a good actress when you can go into the Conjuring, and every everybody cares about you. Like, oh no, don't let the ghost get her. No, no. But then she's in Hawkeye, and she's like, "Fucking kill this bitch! I hate her." That, uh, that's that's a good actress when you can love hate them, where you don't just love them a hundred percent of their roles. I mean, that's a good actor right there. Yeah, she's fantastic. I've always. Thought she was amazing. I wasn't a fan of the tracksuit mafia. I, I let me let me take that back. What? I, was a, I was a fan of them at the beginning. But Boo then, this man sound <laughs> Boo this man. <laughs> so I wasn't. I was a fan of them at the beginning, like the first three, four episodes. I'm like, oh, I love these guys. These guys are great. But I was wondering, okay, why? Once they revealed that it's the kingpin that's behind this whole thing. You start to think, okay, why is he hiring these 
morons. These kind of bumbling idiots. He's a fucking king. Because they're cheap. They're cheap labor. Yeah, they're that, over here. They're over from Russia. They're looking for work. They're going to work cheap. They took their jobs. I, I, you know I just want to say that that last scene where they're fighting in uh, Rockefeller Center. Yeah. And yeah. just oh. more and more and more and more and more tracksuit guys just keep coming and coming and coming. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was like Kill Bill. Yes. It was great. <laughs> when the crazy 88s came in, that, that's exactly what it looked like. And and the last thing that I, I didn't like was the LARPers. Uh, I thought it was a cute gag. <laughs> what was your problem in with a, the LARPers? It was a cute gag in the first episode, like when they first get introduced. I thought it was cool. But then to keep them like more involved in the story, they were kind of stretching it. And then when you get to the end where they're fucking super, they're dressed up in their costumes and they're supposed to be like superheroes, like helping people run out the, run out the building. If Mark. you're If you're running out of a building and there's some guy in a fucking... <laughs> leather armor suit pointing you in the right direction. Are you going to listen to him or her? Absolutely. No. Because they know what they're doing. No. Uh, they're yeah. professional. I'm sure That's they're supposed to represent, Mark, that is supposed to represent how the world is now. People are more likely to listen to like people dressed up like superheroes about stuff than they are to normal people. That's yeah. Spider- sh- Spider-Man giving PSAs and things like that. Don't do drugs, kid. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> that I can buy. I think if that's the... If that's the vibe that they were going for, I think they failed miserably at that that final scene. Trying. Was, In the MCU, trying. you listen to heroes. That's what they, that's their job. You you do what they say. So I'm turning my coming chair out of the, right now, like, because so if they, they were if they were standing there, have a bad take. <laughs> so if they were standing there. And you're just seeing some Tom, Dick, and Harry just standing outside going, go this way, go this way. And you're in a panic. You're not going to listen to them. You're going to keep fucking running. Okay? Yeah. And I think if you watch the show, I think most of the people just ran past them anyway. Like, I don't think they really did the, the, the superhero job that you guys are giving them credit for. But I'm saying, I don't know why they were there. They could have just got real cops. <laughs> real, where are the where are the real cops when all the, when the fucking tree is going down? Where's the where's the New York City, you know, fire department and all of that shit? We got they are we got larpers. With, they're busy with no way home stuff. They're <laughs> yeah, over there right. doing Spider Man and Daredevil shit. They're not busy over here with the larpers in Times Square. They don't care. They're, they're three blocks away fighting whatever uh, Jessica Jones is up up, up against. Around the corner. Exactly. Okay, Spider-Man's over here fighting all these five different villains. Oh, all right, shit. well, let me just say that the end of No Way Home takes place before that episode of Hawkeye because the tree is still standing right. in the background. Right. But I'm just saying, I mean, if, if Spider-Man's over here fighting five different villains, okay, you're definitely going to divert your attention that way. Who's fighting over here? Oh, fucking Spider-Man Hulk is also busy sewing his fucking costume, okay? So. Oh, my God. <laughs> so are the LARPers, apparently. Look, <laughs> when it comes to these type of things, as longtime comic book readers, we understand you just have to be like, it is what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't understand that somebody like Mark Ellis that loves going to cons and cosplay and things like that, but he's going to shit on the LARPers? Because the, of all things. I don't like hot chicks in cosplay. We don't like LARPers. What are you talking about? <laughs> as part of the story, as part of the ongoing Hawkeye story, no, I don't need LARPers at the, the big climactic battle at the end. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't need it. <laughs> all right. Enough about the LARPers. Anything else, Mark Ellis? No, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> eight bit ray what did you not like about this show i didn't like the pacing the pacing okay. was atrocious like it would it would and i said this on superhero speak is that it would go full speed and then stop full speed stop moderate speed full speed stop it was just a, it was a head jerker is what it was 
And but overall, I mean, it was really good. But that was really my only gripe. The writing was fine. The the cinematography was fine. Like everything was fine about it. It's it lives up to the standard of the Disney Plus show that you would expect. Okay. So I mean, I really don't have too many bad things to say about it. I wasn't big on Kate Bishop, but after reading a couple of things with Kate Bishop in it, I understand a lot more. And I think a lot of people that came into the Kate Bishop character just thought that she was obnoxious and things like that. Yeah. Well, that's Kate Bishop. I didn't understand that fully until I went in and read a few things. So now with a little more understanding, I can relate to her a little more and understand. So I can't really hate on Kate Bishop anymore. So, yeah, that's about it, though. I mean, other than that, I got pretty much everything I wanted out of a Hawkeye series. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a lot. I wasn't expecting a lot. Okay, I was expecting a lot with with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and I got let down. And this one did not let me down. So. Yeah, go Hawkeye. You All right. get it. All right. Well, I will agree with you, Ray. The pacing of this is a mess. And yeah. I don't know if you kn- – did you notice that at all, Mark Ellis? The pacing of the series was just kind of a mess. Yeah, it, it's just like Ray said. It would be like, you know, stuff that's like exciting and then it would just come to a dead fucking stop. And it's like, oh, come yeah. on. Let's go. I have noticed this so far with every – show on disney plus except wandavision wandavision I, I think the only reason we didn't notice it with wandavision one because it was the first show that yeah. they ever did and two it was only generally half an hour episodes yep i think that also had a mystery box kind of element to it where you were paying a lot of attention to things and looking for clues and things like that in the dialogue every single one of these so far has been like Maybe a great first episode and then a letdown. I felt like Loki was the same way as this, where the first couple episodes didn't grab me, but then the rest of the season was really good. I don't know if it's when they're making these that they're considering them as just a six-hour movie and then they're just cutting it, or if they are actually sitting down and planning it out like a series, because it doesn't feel like it. And if they're going to drop them weekly, then it needs to flow more like a television show to keep you hooked and then back and then hooked and then back. Uh, the Mandalorian did that really well. It, it every week made you be like, oh, I got to watch it next week. I can't wait for next week. Oh my God. Can't wait for yeah. next week. Whereas this one, and I'll admit it, the first two episodes dropped on, I think it was Thanksgiving day or right around Thanksgiving. We all watched them together and we all liked it, but there was no, I didn't feel any oomph after that second episode to be like, Holy shit. I cannot wait for next week. Obviously we knew there was going to be a fight scene at that point. It was really interesting, but there was no mm, to like make me like want to throw the TV out the window in anticipation of what was coming up next week. And I think it's just something going on with these Disney Plus shows. We'll have to see if it continues into next year when we get Moon Knight and She-Hulk and stuff. But it really doesn't feel like they have a grasp on how to take what they're making and take it from their six hour, a six hour movie that we're breaking up into an actual TV show. Um, and they just got to decide if they're only going to drop them one, at a, one, one a week, then I, I'd like to see the pacing a little better. You know, that third episode where they fight in the abandoned KB toys with the Pem arrow and all the other stuff, man, if that had been the first episode, <laughs> bro, <laughs> I understand we needed to establish the characters, but honestly, that's really about the only thing I didn't like about this was just that weird pacing of the episodes. It may work, watch a lot better if you sat down and binged it. I don't know because I didn't binge it, but that was really about it for me. So now I'm going to ask you guys some questions about the show. We'll see what you think. Markellis, the big rumor of the day besides uh, the CEU sharding itself <laughs> is that Black Widow 2 is in development starring Florence Pugh as Yelena and Kate Bishop. 
for an entire movie. Would you want to see that movie? Uh, yes, I would want to see that movie. That is definitely not happening, though. I mean, it's, it's a nice rumor. It's not happening. I, I think the chemistry between them were, was really good. But yeah, I, I don't see Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld like getting together for like a big one big budget MCU movie. There is no way that's happening. Would you watch like a series? Of course. Yeah, I'll watch anything with um, the Kate Bishop character. I don't know where she's going to pop up again. I'll watch anything with her. I'm sure whatever they have planned with the uh, the Black Widows that flew away at the end of the movie, I'm sure oh, no. Florence Pugh is going to have something to do with that. Ape it right. Sure. It, it would be more like, if it's a whole movie, it would be like Marvel's lethal weapon, honestly. You know, you think about it, it's like Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. You know, one plays it straight and one's, one's insane. One's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I'd watch it. Why not? I, I have no complaints. I'll pretty much watch anything that Marvel puts out. We're, we're contractually obligated as geeks <laughs> to do it, so it doesn't matter. Like Black Widow, I had no interest in watching it, and then one day I found myself bored, and I'm like, you know, you gotta. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So I did, and I wasn't impressed. But uh, but it was cool because then you get the uh, the Lana character, and you know she was cool, and um, and then they tied in a little bit of Black Widow and the Hawkeye. Did you notice? Yep. Good, Ugh. good, good. Then, then you notice that she was doing more poses like Black Widow did. Yeah, I thought that was funny because she she reamed her in Black Widow like Ugh, superhero poses. And then she's over here doing them now. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I would I, I would I'd be there day one. I, I, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch the two of them sit there and read a phone book. I got to be honest. <laughs> it would probably be an actually an interesting movie, but. I don't know how it would work as a feature length movie, but I think they have great chemistry and I think with good writing, it could be hilarious and fun. Um, it might be something we need as a palate cleanser after whatever we're doing with the multiverse and Kang is done. So it would be cool to maybe see that in a Ant-Man slash Spider-Man far from home kind of role where we've now like gone through all this crap characters have lived characters have died blah 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 and now we're just gonna have fun for 90 minutes with these two characters we love i could see that i would definitely watch it not like i would not watch any fucking marvel movie i mean jesus christ <laughs> it's, it's our job at this point kingpin ape it ray kingpin came back what did you think of him in the show and how he was used and what is potentially his final fate uh you know damn well that he ain't dead you know damn well she like not. shot shot to the left of him or whatever. But you we know, we have watched and listened, and we have watched and read enough comics to know that if a doctor did not come out and pronounce him dead, and we did not see a body, he is not dead. Here's the thing, though, about Kingpin in this series, I didn't expect him to have a fight scene, like at all. Like I thought he was just going to be a one and done. Hey, holy shit, Kingpin's here. He's on the security cam, and he had a meeting with Kate's mom and things like that. I did not expect him to have a fight, especially in a fucking Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> that's a real man. If you can kick ass on a Hawaiian shirt, then you can. Oh, that's top. That's that's Omega level right there. But uh, but uh, that was actually a comic cover that. And Vincent D'Onofrio actually said that he wanted to wear that shirt in the fight scene. I'm fine with it. Perfectly. Uh, Kingpin coming back. I loved it because it, it makes everything that the Netflix series it, it validated it, and I appreciate it. And I'm welcoming them with open arms and hopefully we get a daredevil season four or whatever they're going to do with it. Re Reboot it, whatever. I don't know. Mark Ellis. Yeah. They already announced that echo is getting her own show. 
Um, so I'm pretty sure Kingpin's going to play a big part of that. Uh, yeah, I was glad to see him back. I thought it was really cool. It was one of those things like um, almost like the end of uh, Mandalorian season two, where it's like you see it heading in that direction. And it's like, nah, they're not really going to do that, are they? But uh, yeah, yeah, we even talked about it on the show. I didn't think they were really going to pull it off. But yeah, having him back was really cool. Uh, I thought it was cool that he had a fight scene against the the one character in the show that would probably have died <laughs> with him fighting. <laughs> yeah. Like he, they gave him the uh, the young rookie kid. Come on, she she would be dead. But yeah, I thought he was, I thought it was really cool to have him back. And yeah, I think Maya just probably shot the gun by his ear, maybe to take away his hearing. Uh, and that's when, Ooh, when, when, be, when we that get would him, be a good twist, Mark. When, when we get him back, yeah, yeah, they won't hire me. <laughs> Black Panther yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I don't, I don't know i'm sure he's gonna come back in in echo so we'll see uh, we'll see what they do with him yeah i did love to see him in this he was great i think he it just embodies the character much like kate bishop in this he is kingpin come to life uh right out of the fucking comics especially in this series where he's wearing like even like the silly outfit with the flowery shirt which is like ray said right off a cover from a spider-man book i mean it just looked fantastic he looked great in the action sequences. I don't think he's dead at all. He'll that would be, be that would be a waste of a character. Think of how many street level Marvel characters can be based around Kingpin. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a waste, dude. Nah, he's right. alive. He's alive and well. She probably did, like Mark said, take his hearing. Why not? You're not. You're not going to kill. You're not going to pay Vincent D'Onofrio all that money to just cameo and die. I don't think he would have came back if that was the case, because he seems to really love playing the character and really actually care about playing the character. And I don't Mm -hmm. think he would have came back to be a joke or like a one shot thing. So I have no no worries about him. I thought he was great in the series. Uh, I liked his action scenes and the things he did. He still had that foreboding um, just sense of dread, especially when he's talking to uh, Kate's mom. And she keeps being like, well, I'm going to quit. I'm out. I'm done. He's like. Think very carefully about the choices you are making <laughs> yeah. right now. And it's like, oh, Jesus. Um, that's straight up Kingpin, dude. Like, yeah. That's 100%. I yeah. loved it. He just gets the character 100% right anytime he's on screen. So hopefully he'll be back. I assume he will be. Echo is the last question for me before we rate the show. That's going to be a series coming next year, I believe, on Disney+. Plus. Mark, what did you think of Echo? And are you excited for a series based around her? Honestly, I was kind of surprised that they announced it before they did the show. Uh, but now after watching her on the show, I think they kind of, she's a really cool character. And I don't think they gave her enough to do. Um, her scenes with Hawkeye, I thought was awesome. So now that I've seen her in action, I definitely want to see an Echo show. Um, I think it's going to be really cool because we don't really know that much about her. Um, the only images that I've seen of her from the comic book are like the same images of her facing Kingpin. So I think with her as a main character, uh, the slate's kind of clean. You know, get some kingpin action. Maybe get uh, the ten rings maybe in there somewhere. Uh, I think I think it could be cool. Ape it, Ray. I think the the MCU is a little crowded right now. Like anything that is successful, they'll green light for a series or a, you know a movie like you know Echo. Nobody asked for an Echo show, but they're like, oh, people really like the character. Well, let's get a show out there. Let's keep them subscriptions up. You know what I mean? But I'd watch it. I thought the character was great. But I just think there's just too many shows out there right now. Like everything gets a fucking spinoff. I'm surprised there's not a another Ronin show or, you know, something like that. I, I just think there's too much right now. They need to focus is what they really need to do. If they're going to keep this momentum going. For the next, you know, 15, 20 years, 
they really need to focus at this point because we're we're down Avengers, you know, and uh, we're trying to build new characters. So they're gonna have to, or they they might even end up in the DC EU kind of situation. And I don't want that at all for Marvel at all because Marvel is the standard. So let's hope that they don't over convolute the universe and confuse themselves like DC does and pulls it off masterfully. I have high hopes. I like the character. So I give it a thumbs up. I'm cool with it. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I liked her a lot in the show. Um, the crazy thing, I don't know if you guys knew this. That's the first time she's ever acted before. I, I did. I did hear that before, but I didn't really believe it after watching some of the episodes. I'm like, nah, she's put out a casting call for a native American deaf actress and obviously that's a pretty niche way wow. to dial down on it mm-hmm. but um a friend of hers heard about the casting call and was like it's you <laughs> she's like all right fuck it i'll try out for it and she got it yeah see and i'm sure they they film like a a few episodes with her and they're like holy shit we got to give this girl a show <laughs> we need more does, of this does she really have the prosthetic foot like is that all her or is that just something they threw in there you know i wasn't sure i thought it was something that they they added in there with her because it does come up in a few fight scenes. So I'm thinking that's something that they added with her. Okay. I would have to I, check her Wikipedia, but I, I don't, I don't have no idea, but I, I did like her a lot in the show as a character. I, it feels like a clean slate. I have no idea what they would do storyline wise. If she, now that she's free from her friend, boyfriend, whatever that guy was, um, who who magically learned how to fight at the end of uh, the last episode of Hawkeye? He, like he magically could go toe to toe with Clint. Like that's a what? that's a conceit of all all media that everyone can fight. <laughs> Crazy, but I, I I don't know where it goes, especially if she gets revenge on Kingpin or resolves her issues with Kingpin within the first episode. I don't know where the storyline goes, which is interesting to me. But I liked the character. I want to see more of her. So hopefully. It's only six episodes or seven. We're not getting a 22 episode season and they have a good storyline planned out. So those are my questions about Hawkeye. Let's get a score. The full season, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Eight bit Ray, what do you got? I give it a good four. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Besides the pacing and all the things that I stated before, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't really look forward to it. Like I didn't, like you said, I didn't have that excitement, that pull. But, I mean, it was good. It's like, hey, man, Hawkeye's out. Let's watch it. Okay. So, four. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no WandaVision. It, it was no Loki. But, you know, it, it did its thing. It was better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that's kind of the low point for the series for me right now. So, there you go. Four stars. All right. Mark Ellis Reagans. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with Ray. I'm going to give it a four-star rating, too. Um, some of the stuff I didn't like, the, the whole – Black Widow whistling thing, like Helena whistles and Clint whistles, and she's like, "Oh, okay, I guess I won't kill you now." I'm like, "Bah, come on, come on." What if, yeah. uh, I was if I was getting beat up by her, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Would I have gotten cat killed?" Like, right away? She would hit you. Cat call whistling involved. She will hit you harder <laughs> at that point, dude. Come on. <laughs> I would at least try to hit her with the Hunger Games whistle before I tried that. So. Put up two fingers. Stop kicking my ass. <laughs> but uh, like I said, episode three, I thought was absolutely amazing. Besides the action scene, the stuff of him talking to his kid on the phone, 
uh, without his hearing aid, hearing aid was um, I thought that was just a well written scene and done really well. Plus, it has Rogers the musical, so I can't I can't really give this a bad score. I, I got to give it a four. All right. Well, I hate to agree with both of you guys, but I am also a four out of five on this one. Um, I wonder how it works binge watched because the only real downside I have to this entire season of television is just the pacing is weird and watching it week to week with nothing in between felt strange. Uh, At times it didn't have a lot of pull, like I said, between episodes, but I was never at a point where I said, I don't want to watch this it's stupid. I was always engaged. I was always interested. It just needed a little more oomph in the pacing, yeah. uh, like Ray and Markell has said. So four out of five for me. I also loved Rogers the musical. I thought that was hilarious. The fact that Ant-Man was there for no reason was legitimately <laughs> hilarious. <to me. laughs> I would watch an entire show of that. I was just thinking that, like, can that really be on Broadway? Because I would go. Yeah. And I mean, use the same cast from the show. Well, it was still playing because it, it had started in, in Spider-Man No Way Home. There was a marquee for it, so it was still playing. So it must have been a big hit. It's <laughs> of course it was. It's, uh, it's <laughs> Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> Carnage is going to be getting jiggy with it all of a sudden. <laughs> well, that is our review of Hawkeye, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Let us know what you thought. Hit us up on social media. Let us know if we got it right or we got it wrong. Now we get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Ape it, Ray. Tell everyone once again where they can find you and get us a recommendation for the listeners. Uh, I would say uh, you can catch me on any podcasting app that's out there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can catch me on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod. You can catch me on Instagram at Gorilla Brain Podcast. So let's see. Uh, the recommendation. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I- I've been playing a lot of pinball lately. That's my recommendation. Um there's a game called, what is it, Pinball FX3. And if you are a geek, then definitely go check it out because they have all these different boards from Marvel. They have Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, Jaws, Star Wars, Out the Wazoo. I mean, they have so many boards. If you are a geek and you love pinball, then by all means, go download it wherever. I think it's on Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, all that, everywhere. Switch, go play it. Get yourself a couple of boards and just have a good time. And I would highly recommend the Aliens board. Love it, love it, love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for filling in for Aubrey tonight. We're always glad to have you on. Thank you, sir. Marcellus Reagans, what do you got for the listeners? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend the same thing I've done before. Uh, there's an app called Tubi, T-U-B-I. Uh, you can download it. it. has a lot of streaming uh, movies and TV shows on there. A lot of stuff that's um, really cool. I found this old TV show called New York London that stars Rashida Jones. Uh, and that's why I first <laughs> fell in love with her. So I'm like, ah, I've already watched this show, but you know, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I'll just watch one or two episodes. And I watched like the whole season, which was seven episodes in 2004. Rashida Jones is just hot as hell. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I recommend Tubi. look on Tubi and see if there's some, uh, cool stuff for you to watch. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's comic reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Good Pods, just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There is hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped a couple interviews today, so check them out. 
As always, our Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive So Wizard content at patreon.com backslash So Wizard Podcast. This month, it's the only place to hear our reviews of Encanto from Disney Plus, uh, Don't Look Up from Netflix, and more. So check that out. I will suggest that you uh, jump onto Amazon or Marvel Unlimited, uh, go to your local comic shop, and pick up the uh, Matt Fraction, David Aja, Hawkeye series that inspired this run of TV shows that we watched. Uh, it's absolutely God tier stuff. They also did a run on Iron Fist, which is amazing as well, but it's absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough as a comic. Probably one of the best comics that's come out in the last 20 years. It's that good. And I will suggest that you check out The Wheel of Time on Amazon because next week, my friends, will be our full season review of The Wheel of Time from Amazon. So get ready by checking it out. But that is going to do it for episode number 387 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Everybody have yourself a good week and Wakanda forever. And from the Gorilla Brain podcast, Mr. 8-Bit Ray. Don't worry, guys. Aubrey will be back next week. Everything will be fine. It will all be fine. We'll see you guys next week when we spin the wheel of time. Good journey. Just you.